And welcome everybody to episode number 34 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. I'm your host, Rob Fitoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter at P Fitoff. Again, that's at P is in Paul, T is in Tom, H I T is in Tom again, O F F Frank Frank. For all Notre Dame athletic updates, please go to my Twitter account. And this episode 34 is presented by BetUS.com. Bet with the three decade leader, BetUS. Join now for a 125% bonus using promo code DSP125. Again, that's DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. Again, that's DSP200 and bet sports, casinos, horses, pop culture, and more at betus.com. You bet, you win, you get paid, betus.com. So for episode 34, we're going to do some multiple um, items here. One, discuss the Navy game yesterday. Two, as I said about my Twitter account, there's some uh, major updates this week. Go to that site to get more information, but I'll give you a summary of those items. And then three, a uh, quick uh, synopsis of how our men's and women's basketball teams are doing uh, this week as they start their seasons. So first off, I forgot to mention when I went over my list of friends and family members that were uh, veterans, I forgot to mention my cousin, Kurt Gunder. He was in the Air Force. So shout out to Kurt Gunder if you see him. Wish him a happy belated Veterans Day. So again, thank you for your service, Kurt. And then two, if we go to, like I said, if you went to my Twitter account, we had a uh, some recruiting news. Cornerback Carson Hobbs, he is um, out of Archbishop Muller High School in Cincinnati. Cornerback for the 2024 class. Some say three-star, some say four-star. He's coming to Notre Dame. And then also... Women's basketball, we signed Emma Reich. She's a five-star athlete. And then also the last bit of information here, we had someone leave the team, the football team. He's already graduated from Notre Dame. Joe Wilkins Jr., great kid, but he's kind of buried in the depth, depth chart right now. So he has entered the transfer portal. He's left the team. Hopefully he can find another team next year. I know we're thin at wide receiver, but he wasn't playing that much anyway. So, so let's talk about Navy. I went on various podcasts last night and this morning. All the so-called experts, pundits say, just forget this game. Yes, it's concerning that this team can't deal with success. What was it? 32 to 13 at halftime. Huge win last week against Clemson. If this team wants to continue to grow, they have to learn how to handle success and finish teams off when they have them down. It, they were lucky to win yesterday. I mean, it was that was getting a little bit scary. So having said that, I wanted to – um, we're not going to talk too much about the Navy game. I'm going to take their advice to say, hey, this is a one-off. We're not going to see a team like this for the rest of the year. No one else runs the triple option. Here's the thing. I've heard different sources. Some say their actual yardage was 10 yards for the second quarter. I, I looked at various um, sources here. Here was the actual drives of the second half for Notre Dame yesterday offensively. I told you in my uh, quick reaction uh, podcast last night, it was pathetic. First, so here we go. Here's the possessions of our offense in the second half. Three plays, negative six yards. Three plays, four yards. Six plays, negative one yard. Three plays, eight yards. Three plays, one yard. And then two plays, negative four yards. A total of 20 plays for two yards in the second half. Unacceptable. Drew Pine, from what the announcers were saying, he had guys wide open when they were stacking the box with nine guys and blitzing about every single play. He just couldn't hit him. For some reason, he's uncomfortable of hitting that hot route. And he didn't. He did it the first series of the game when he hit Aldrich Estime. They blitzed. He did that little quick uh, 
it wasn't even a screen to Audrick yesterday, but it would get, it was a hot route and we got a touchdown out of that. We again, we had to get better too of doing screen passes to the running backs, Tommy Reese. There's still an issue with him as offensive coordinator quarterback. That's not going to be solved until hopefully next year we get someone in the transfer portal or Tyler Buckner works out because CJ Carr is not coming early. He said that last week. He's going to go for his senior season next year in high school, which is probably best for development. And that's not going to get solved anytime soon. We're just going to scratch this game. We're not going to talk about it anymore. I want to take everybody's advice. However, it's concerning that this team cannot deal with success the way I thought they could after the Clemson game. I, I here Here's the thing about the Clemson game. When there was that cheap shot on, I think it was Jason Admiola going into the second half of the Clemson game, and everybody kind of rallied around him. There was almost a fight. It kind of reminded me of the 1988 uh, Catholics versus convicts game against Miami when there was that big fight underneath the tunnel and you're not going to push us around. The Notre Dame helmets were just bobbing up and down. I mean, they were fired up. I thought that was uh, just a flip of a switch for, okay, here's the Marcus Freeman era. We're not going to get pushed around anymore. And maybe that's still the case. We got to get that mentality back because that team was fired up. No one was going to beat them last week against Clemson. And if you can go back to that moment in time after the cheap shot, and they were just bobbing up and down when they went back into the, the locker room. I mean, they were fired up. So we got to get back to that. So I do want to leave with some positives from the game, though. Clarence Lewis had a great interception yesterday. Had he not made that interception, we don't go on that run to end the half. Great job, Clarence. The block kick, seven block punts this year. That's an NCAA record. And then Braden Lindsay, had we not probably – just got by with the skin of our teeth yesterday. I think more people would be talking about his catch. That catch he had yesterday, maybe the catch of the year. He may win an SB for that. It was a horribly thrown, underthrown ball by Drew Pine. Not to shit on Pine, but it is what it is. Horribly underthrew him, and he just makes a great catch. More or less a one-handed catch. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Just type in Braden Lindsay on the internet. Today, Notre Dame men play uh, Youngstown State. And from what I heard, they're better than Radford, who we barely beat on Thursday. And I've said this since Mike Bray has been the coach of Notre Dame. Great guy. The all-time leader uh, for men's basketball wins. He broke Digger Phelps' record. It was either last year or the year before. However, he only played six guys again. I've heard some of the guys I heard. The one kid, I think his name is J.R. Kaznesky. I was expecting big things from him. He's kind of like a Steve Astoria, Colin Falls, uh, a little bit smaller than a Tim Abramidis, but expecting really good shooter. I think I'm pronouncing his, and this is going to be kind of, I know this is kind of a shitty thing to say right now, but I would be able to pronounce his name, Coach Bray, if you played the guy. So his name would be, you know, pronounced during games if you played the guy, but since you never play him, I can't be sure I'm pronouncing his name right. So if he is hurt today, that's one thing, but if he's not, why don't you start playing him? Because you got really talented freshmen this year. He did play Van Allen Lubin on Wednesday night. However, he did not play Dom Campbell. Matt Zona, he is a junior now. It's time to put his biggie boy pants on. Another, I think he's about 6'8", 6'9". He may even be 6'10". He's never played pretty much his first two years. We need that inside presence since Paul Atkinson graduated last year. Uh, Tony Sanders, another 6'7", 6'8", guy, junior has barely played his career. It's time to put the biggie boy pants on these guys right now, Coach Bray. So hopefully that happens today. The game's on ACC um, Extra, which is more or less you go to their website and then they you can uh, just type in your 
cable information, and then they'll hook you up with that. So finally, I just want to talk about the women's uh, team yesterday. They had won earlier in the week, and they've been struggling a little bit the past couple seasons. After Coach McGraw left, they had a couple, um, a lot of transfers. Uh, COVID killed them. And then last year, they kind of took a step forward. They did make it to the Sweet 16. However, they um, they blew a lead at NC State, and it looked that way. Was It looked it was going to happen again yesterday against Cal. However, they came uh, through pretty good, not to blame the rest, but that third quarter, it was just foul after foul after foul. And it was more or less keeping Cal into the game. Our star player, Olivia Miles, had to sit for a while, uh, Maddie Westbeld. And I was very pleasantly surprised with this team. I know they're ranked ninth right now. KK uh, Bransford is her name, freshman out of Cincinnati. Great, great talent. She was a five star McDonald's All American. Uh, Natalia Marshall Jr., six foot five. That's the thing with this Notre Dame women's team. Even when Coach McGraw in her heydays, she always seemed to lack the size, except for the one year with Ruth Riley when they won it in 2001, and then Jess Shepard. The year they would win it, they had size in the middle, and they have size this year. They have great length. Also, um, Lauren Ebo transfer from Texas, six foot four, solid game off the bench. And then Kylie Wilson out of she's a transfer from Oregon, six foot three, great player. She has great length on this women's team this year. All five starters were in double figures, which is great. You got that great depth right there. And the most valuable player is Olivia Miles, great point guard. If you think of just she's not really a score, but just she makes this team go more or less. Think of like Jason Kidd. He was never a great scorer. He scored when he had to, but just everything runs through him. Just great point guard. She's very similar to that type of player. So if I look here, Coach Ivy taking over for Coach McGraw two years ago. And that was the thing too. She was from St. Louis and the Cal coach was from St. Louis. That was the thing. Both teams with their coaches being from St. Louis, they played in the Shamrock Classic yesterday. And uh, Notre Dame uh, won 82, or no, I'm sorry, 90 to 79. Not not to dog on women's basketball, but when you're scoring 90 points as a women's team, and Coach McGraw's teams always did that. I mean, they're more exciting to watch than the men half the time because they score so many points. And the fundamentals are a lot better too when you're watching women's as well. Whereas, you know, if you watch the men's, it's too much one-on-one -on -one type play. But anyway, Sonia Citron, who to me, even though she's struggling so far this year, Sophomore, 14 points. She is probably their best player, all-around player. And I can see her, maybe not this year, but next year, both her and Olivia Miles fighting it out for play, National Player of the Year. She is that good. As they get more experience and go throughout the season, she's going to be the, the player. If you need a bucket, she's going to be the one. Olivia Miles will be the distributor. As I said before, Notre Dame's had some transfers over the past two seasons. That's kind of hurt the team. They got the transfers this year, and again, that length is really helping them out. And I'm going to say it right now. When all is said and done, Olivia Miles, she's only a sophomore. Last year, she should have been a senior in high school, but she reclassified and skipped her season season senior season in high school. So really, she's a freshman, but she's a sophomore uh, academically at Notre Dame. When all is said and done, she'll play three more seasons, counting this season, she, to me, will be the greatest point guard in Notre Dame women's basketball history. And that's better than Skylar Diggins, better than Jackie Young. When all is said and done, mark this down right now. What is it? November the 13th, Rob Thidoff, RPT in Columbus, Ohio, said, Olivia Miles will be the greatest point guard in Notre Dame women's basketball history. She is that good.
not a prolific scorer, but she can score when she has to, but everything runs through her. Sonia Citron is probably the best player and she'll get some, she'll probably be the go-to, uh, go-to player down the road, either this year or next year. But Olivia Miles makes this team go. So great job by, I'm not saying national title this year for Notre Dame wins basketball, but what I saw last night, that reminded me of Muffet McGraw's um, bread and butter teams where they score a lot of points. I mean, great three-point shooters. Uh, and just, they pretty much win nine out of 10 games unless they're playing Connecticut or maybe now South Carolina is a pretty good team now. But I'm I'm expecting, uh, and I don't know, I haven't looked at the actual ACC um, predictions. I know Louisville always has good teams, NC State. But Notre Dame women's uh, basketball will be up there this year uh, to compete for an ACC title. Great, great um, on the national stage uh, presence for Notre Dame women yesterday. Great showing. That's the word I'm looking for. Great showing by the women's team. Next week, uh, again, Boston College coming up for Notre Dame. Uh, I'm hoping the men today. I hope Coach Bray, again, they're on at four against Youngstown State on the ACC Extra Network. Just go to the website and you can pretty much uh, uh, combine your cable account with that and it'll be free too. So I just want to see more than six players. So thank you for joining for episode 34. And as always, go Irish. <laughs>